You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to this Data Cert podcast with one of our resident GRC experts, Daniel Dewan. Daniel is a senior product manager for GRC, responsible for managing Data Cert's Passport GRC product offering, including aligning the product roadmap to the ever changing regulatory landscape that customers are facing. Today, Daniel is going to share some thoughts on the fundamentals for GRC programs to make them more sustainable and defensible. So, Daniel, if you would start by telling us a little bit about your background, please. Sure. So, I have my master's degree in artificial intelligence, and since graduating, I've worked in various aspects of legal compliance and risk automation. I started as a business analyst in the professional services group for a company that helped mortgage lenders automate the risk assessment and underwriting of loan applications. Uh, Then in 2007, I started working for a company that specialized in automating legal departments. And so while I was there, I had the fortunate opportunity of leading that company's move into the GRC space. Since then, I've continued to focus on GRC automation, uh, working in roles from business analysis to pre-sales and sales engineering to most recently product management. So in each of these roles, you know, I think I've gotten a view into the variety of GRC challenges that our clients face and over time a view into what works and what doesn't when it comes to addressing those challenges. So in thinking about the clients you've worked with on their GRC solutions, are there any projects that really stand out to you? Yeah, so as a matter of fact, I was really fortunate in that my very first GRC project was with a client, uh, a large credit ratings agency that was committed to implementing a comprehensive and long-term solution to its compliance challenges. So they were somewhat unique in that they wanted to uproot their existing program completely and start from scratch with something that was more future-minded and more comprehensive. So demonstrability was really their primary goal, and to achieve it, they began by cataloging every regulation and standard that they were accountable for and then they tied each of those requirements to their own internal policies, procedures, and controls that address them. So this ends up being the foundation for all of their downstream compliance processes. So from risk and control assessment to investigation management, reporting, uh, policy management, internal audit, all these other key compliance processes were intimately connected to the expectations that had been set forth by regulatory and enforcement agencies. So at the time, this process of tying these compliance processes to the regulatory requirements that they addressed was really innovative. Not only did it allow this client to demonstrate exactly what they were doing for each regulatory or enforcement agency stakeholder, but it also allowed them to evaluate which of their internal policies, procedures, or controls might need to be realigned or reevaluated as those regulatory requirements changed. So. This experience had a really strong influence on my thinking about compliance management and GRC in general. Uh, That comprehensive vision drives my current approach to GRC product management, and I think it's important to have this kind of broad, long-term sight on any GRC initiative, even when you're working to address what you might think is a very specific problem. So I know GRC means different things to different people. Can you tell us a little bit about what it means to you? Well, OSEG, uh, the Open Compliance and Ethics Group, they're a nonprofit think tank that puts forward GRC standards and best practices. They have a definition that I really like. So they define GRC as a capability that enables 
principal performance. And so then they define principal performance as the reliable achievement of objectives while addressing uncertainty and acting with integrity. I would add to the OSEG definition that GRC is an integrated capability. So achieving objectives, addressing uncertainty, acting with integrity, these responsibilities exist throughout every segment of an organization. And so in order to be effective, governance, risk, and compliance, or GRC management really needs to be integrated. So Daniel, does it seem to you that companies' concern with GRC has grown? And if so, what do you think is really driving that interest? Yes, definitely. Uh, Concerns around regulatory compliance and the risks associated with that are probably the biggest driver. And, you know, that's not hard to understand. Companies are confronted with tons of new regulations that apply across the board, and then even more in certain industries. So if we take just the U.S. as an example, between 2002 and 2011, there were 38,000 final rules published in the Federal Register. And then, you know, it's not even just the volume, but the fact that regulatory agencies are getting much more aggressive when it comes to enforcement. Almost every day we see a new report of a huge fine or a settlement being paid by a corporation as a result of its noncompliance. If we take a look at just the SEC, it reported its second highest number of enforcement actions in 2012, and that was only one fewer than its 2011 735 actions. And what's more, the agency says that it prevailed at trial against 21 out of 22 defendants in 2012. So then if we look at the Department of Justice, it also reported a record dollar figure for corporate settlements in 2012, $9 billion. And that includes $3 billion penalty for drug misbranding, a $1.9 billion charge related to money laundering and trade sanctions, and a fine of $1.5 billion for fraud. So take all this around regulatory risk and compliance and then combine that with the trend among companies to show that they're more socially and environmentally responsible, everyone wanting this clean and green image. All these are drivers that call for addressing corporate governance, risk and compliance in a more proactive way. I'd say that definitely painted a very clear picture of why GRC is such a growing concern. So tell me, in your experience with companies implementing GRC programs, what are the most common approaches that you see? Yeah, so what's common about that client that I told you about earlier is that they started implementing a GRC solution because they were reacting to a regulatory enforcement action. What's uncommon about them is that being at the heart of the financial crisis, they were reacting to a hugely visible enforcement action. Most companies are driven to act based on more limited exposure, something that occurs in a single geography or a single business unit or that pertains to a very specific regulatory requirement. They're focused on trying to get their arms around one problem, and their tendency is to try to use the tools that they have at hand. So tracking activities in Excel, uh, creating policy documents in Word, maybe using SharePoint for sharing documents and keeping track of versions. And they often generate lots of paper. In the beginning, using general office apps is probably fine, but at some point that becomes unmanageable. The staff can end up spending all their time just trying to manage the accumulating data and reports and stay on top of follow-up requirements. In other cases, uh, what we often see is that company, a company will address the issue using a point solution, say a SOX reporting tool or a case management system. Using an application specifically designed for a GRC function can be a big improvement over using general office apps. But over time, as needs grow beyond the original purpose, if these individual applications can't share data and processes, then the compliance program starts to suffer from its disconnectedness. 
Some of the more obvious consequences are around cost. So it gets increasingly more expensive to maintain disparate systems and to produce consolidated reports. Uh, duplication of effort creates inefficiencies, makes poor use of human resources. But the bigger issues are really around risk. So in these disconnected programs, we start to see poorly defined roles and responsibilities, information slipping through the cracks, poor visibility, and maybe most importantly, an inability to assess the effectiveness of the program. Looking back on 2012, if you consider the FCPA and UKBA guidance, uh, the Morgan Stanley declination, it's clear that the top priority for compliance professionals right now is being able to demonstrate the effectiveness of the ethics and compliance program and the broader GRC framework. Okay, so clearly companies can run into issues in the long term if their approach to, D to GRC is too disjointed. So what does a more ideal GRC program look like? Well, integrated GRC is a process, not a project. So in my mind, the key features of a unified GRC program are that it's self-aware and self-correcting. So what I mean by self-aware is that the program includes a comprehensive set of metrics across business units, geographies, and control functions, key performance indicators and key risk indicators that allow compliance professionals to ascertain whether there might be gaps or shortcomings or exposures in the program. And so then what I mean by self-correcting is that those shortcomings are continuously being addressed through integrated processes of corrective action, whether that means revising policies and controls, uh, engaging the employee base in additional communications and training, gathering additional assessments to understand potential risks, reporting failures to regulators, or taking punitive action against individuals that fail to embrace the program. So GRC is really a cyclical process. You're constantly measuring and then correcting according to what you glean from that measuring process. An important input to that process is also going to be the changing regulatory landscape. So the requirements themselves are changing. Some of the things that you're measuring against change. And so as part of the integrated capability, uh, you really need to have awareness of those changes and how they impact the program. So Daniel, you're saying by having this very integrated feedback loop in place, along with integrated processes to enable you to proactively correct course and realign, you can avoid the negative consequences we talked about earlier? Yes, that's clearly an important objective of GRC. So Morgan Stanley is an example of a company that's done some things right and as a result avoided government sanctions from a rogue employee's corrupt practices. They were able to show that they had an effective anti-corruption program in place with a system of internal controls and ongoing updates, uh, communications, documentation, monitoring, and corrective actions. Uh, so again, going back to this idea of demonstrability that I talked about earlier. But it's important also to note that GRC programs aren't just better at mitigating risk and loss exposure. They should actually be regarded as business enablers. So assume an organization wants to penetrate a new market. By reducing the time that it takes to analyze local regulatory requirements, uh, draft policies and procedures, uh, responsibly onboard new vendors, the GRC program is actually providing a competitive edge, either by allowing that organization to get to market faster or by allowing it to make an early decision to avoid that opportunity cost. Or take, for example, a pharmaceutical company their marketing claims and advertising practices are very tightly regulated. So if they have standard workflows in place to handle inquiries from the marketing department about the compliance of ads that they're planning and orderly and integrated processes for these ads to move through legal and compliance reviews, 
they can implement their marketing programs more quickly and at the same time ensure compliance. And tracking and documenting all this means that anything learned in the process can be reused. So they actually streamline future reviews and ensure consistency across multiple programs. So if a company wants to put in place a comprehensive program, do they need to do it all at once? Where should they really begin? You know, they really don't need to do it all at once. The client that I described earlier is an anomaly. Most companies that succeed in moving toward a comprehensive program start by addressing a particularly pressing requirement say SOX reporting or policy management. So for example, just by putting a good policy management solution in place, you're already going to be providing standardized workflows and templates, automating notifications, and establishing a central place for storing data and documents. And that means that needed information is going to be readily available and things aren't going to be falling through the cracks. The policy management staff can do their jobs more efficiently and you can produce the reports that you need uh, more easily and more quickly. But since the company's need isn't likely to end with policy management, it's good to start with a mind toward growing that solution into other areas. And so this is where technology plays a really key role. You want to address today's requirements with a technology that will be able to take on tomorrow's. You want technology that can accommodate not just your functional area, but also the functional areas that you collaborate with. So again, GRC is a process, not a project, and technology should support this view by enabling growth over time. The compliance program should always be improving, and the underlying technology platform needs to be able to continually measure those improvements, highlight areas where additional change is needed, and accommodate new information and processes as the program matures. The underlying technology needs to continue to support collaboration and sharing of information among a growing population of interested parties and to help impose standardization across a growing number of related processes as the program grows in size and complexity. So the right technology can extend efficiencies across functions, simplify communications and sharing of information between them, and give those at the top greater visibility into performance and risks company-wide. So you're saying that a company can implement their program in phases and get benefits at each stage? That's right. It just depends on the individual company and its objectives, whether they want to start with an immediate need and add to the program only as additional issues arise, or they plan to, uh, from the outset, to build a more complete GRC program. Both of these are valid approaches. So I know there's a plethora of GRC technology solutions out there. How do companies sort through them to get what they need to make a phased approach and ultimately a comprehensive program possible? You know, in other words, you know, what are the key things they should be looking for? The most important features to look for are flexibility and scalability. So more specifically, you want a solution that provides configuration tools that allow you to easily capture new data and bring on new processes. You want the solution to come with configurations that embody industry best practices, but you also want to be able to modify and extend those configurations, not only to meet your unique business needs, but also to meet the unpredictable requirements that are going to present themselves tomorrow. So just consider if you were solving for SOX reporting a year ago, you'd be in a great position today if the solution you chose then was one that could be configured to handle anti-corruption risk assessment and due diligence. It might be hard to imagine if you've never seen a system like this before, but they're out there. So if you're solving now for anti-corruption today, 
choose a system that will be able to consume information and processes that help you address Dodd-Frank tomorrow. And when you have time and budget, you can go back and bring that old SOX reporting system onto your new platform. This brings up another important feature around flexibility. So in addition to having flexibility within the GRC technology platform, you want to have flexibility when it comes to moving information into and out of that technology platform. So say that SOC system isn't going anywhere, uh, but it does contain key metrics that drive your other compliance processes. You'll want to make sure that your GRC technology platform is built on an open architecture that supports integration with that SOC system and other systems in the enterprise. And that's not just other GRC point solutions, uh, but also to enterprise systems like HR, procurement, AP and e ERP systems that uh, are going to play a key role in supporting the program. So I'm glad you brought up the topic of integration. What about integration between GRC and legal? Is there a lot of overlap between these functions? Yes, absolutely. And tight integration with the legal team can also provide huge value. So there's ongoing debate around the ideal reporting relationship between compliance and legal. That is, whether compliance should report through legal or whether compliance should be its own independent function with direct reporting responsibility to the board. Regardless of what your structure is, if you can integrate your in-house counsel into processes like regulatory interpretation, uh, policy review and approval, uh, participation in compliance investigations, you're going to have removed one of the most common and costly process silos that I see. And finally, since the whole idea here is that we are integrating different control functions and different regulatory requirements into a single technology solution, you're going to want to make sure that that solution has powerful reporting tools that let you fully realize the value of that integrated program. So policy managers should have visibility into their most violated policies. Risk managers should be able to factor incident trend information into their risk assessments. And then taking this back to the integration with legal, compliance officers should be able to see the full costs of compliance breaches, including related legal costs. Well, thank you for sharing some of your expertise with us today, Daniel. Thank you. If you've found this podcast to be informative, I encourage you to watch for our next DataCert Expert podcast, which will delve more deeply into the intersection between corporate GRC and legal departments and how a unified program supported by technology can result in both being more effective. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too.